Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the frickin' podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm pretty excited that you're here. I hope you are too. Um, I'm driving down the road right now doing a recording and I uh, please don't get deterred by it, but uh, you will hear traffic noise and whatnot. Uh, I'm using my iPhone with earbuds right now to see how this podcasting podcasting adventure takes off. Um, Today what I wanted to talk about with you is something I'm a little bit more experienced at and that is uh, chicken coop design. Um, I wanted to get a little bit more specific on some of these items that we have been talking about in the previous podcasts. Um, The first thing that you will want to decide is how many chickens do I want? Um, And whether there's a rooster with them or not, that doesn't really make a big whole bunch of difference in with it. But chicken coop design um, for us has been pretty easy. Uh, We are notorious for making too many egg baskets. Because to be honest with you, you know, if you've got a dozen chickens, it's very likely they'll only use about two of those baskets that you make. Um, So, you know, having two baskets for chickens, you know, if you have a dozen of them is is actually a really good idea, you know, just to not give them any more options than that. and you don't have to get too fancy with these egg baskets, you know. If you've if you've got a little a little she shed or he shed or a little shed or whatever that your chickens are in, and you don't feel like building anything out of wood, that's okay. You can take something like a large uh, plant thing, put some hay in it or some shavings, and, and they'll lay eggs in it. You know, they just kind of want to be surrounded or confined a little bit. We used to have a boat motor cover that was at our property when we bought it. They left a lot of shit at our old property, and trust me, we put it all to good use. We repurposed most of it. And uh, one thing we did with the boat motor cover that they left at our old property is we put a little hay in it and put it in there, and by golly, I mean, that was the best egg basket you could ever think about. On on the chicken coops that we built, uh, I actually build egg baskets that are real easily accessible. I always try to do it so it's accessible from the side so you don't have to mess with a hinged roof. Uh, because a hinged roof usually finds a way to leak. Um, so I've always tried to kind of have a lip on it, an overhang, and then something you access from the side. And you got to duck down most of the time to do that. But one thing that's really nice about it is if one of your chickens are brody, which if you don't know what that means, I'll explain that in a later episode. Um, if one of your chickens are brody, you can just open it up, you'll see them in there, and you can uh, reach underneath them a little easier by accessing it from the side uh, to get your eggs. Um, And some people like to hatch out their eggs in those, but you might get a lot more eggs underneath that chicken than you really want, and they might hatch out at very different times. So a good idea would be to mark those eggs um, that you want to hatch out underneath that chicken that's brody if you ever want to hatch them out naturally. I would suggest doing that in the month of June or July, uh, especially if you're in the country. But anyway, we're talking about we're talking about 
chicken coop design today. Not that shit. Um, anyway, chicken coop design, the very first coop we designed, um, to be honest with you, I think we hit it out of the park. Um, it's on the cover of the podcast. You'll see it. It's kind of a, a barn-looking thing. It's up on legs. It was when we lived in Oregon. It was completely made out of uh, repurposed lumber. Um, the sides were an old cedar fence. Uh, that's just vertical lumber uh, stacked up against each other and nailed on or screwed on. I screw everything I tried to. Um, and that coop measured five by five. It was two feet off the ground, had two foot sidewalls with a gambrel roof on top. Um, and that's what gives it the barn look. And, just, and that little uh, lean that you see off to the side of that, that's the egg boxes. What I did is I just built a lean off to the side of it, made it, made it waterproof. And then we also made it so you access the side for eggs. And that worked really well. We started with six birds in that one. That particular coop holds about a dozen very well and easily once we put our perches in there. Um, the side that the lean is not on completely opens up, hinges and opens up. So when you go to clean it out, there's not a lip there. So you can actually just take the pine shavings or whatever you're using and you can just take a rake, stick it in there, and get it out onto the ground, or put it into a garbage can, or whatever you need to. Also, the floor, what I did, is I found an old piece of linoleum, and I put that on the decking before I ever put walls on it. That works awesome, because then the plywood doesn't rot, because it doesn't have the chicken turds, and, you know, they spill a little water in there, here and there, when you're we had our chicken waterer in there for a little while. Um, uh, also, if you were to put a heated pet bowl in there um, or something like that for winter, uh, it was it was just a great coop for about a dozen birds. I mean, we probably could have had about 15 or 16 in there. I wouldn't want to push it further than that. Um, but yeah, it was a great coop. Uh, we also made the ramp with the little chicken tracks on it that went down out of the front door. The front door, usually if you have a door coming out of the chicken coop, you want it a foot by a foot or bigger. You know, so 12 inches by 12 inches or bigger. Um, some people just buy a, one of those little Home Depot sheds that has a door in it and they open it. Um, no big deal. You know, just prop it open, prop it shut. No big deal. Um, my thing is, is that I wanted something off of the ground, you know, with that foot or two underneath that the chickens could run under if a bird of prey was coming by. Uh, one of the advantages, and I've seen them go under there. I mean, chickens are not stupid. They see an eagle or a hawk or something coming by, they get right underneath that thing and it worked, it worked darn good, you know. Um, so that was kind of a one of the things that I wanted underneath it as well. Uh, <clears throat> when I make one of those, um, I don't know if you're like us at all, uh, whether you live in town or out in the country, we like to change the location of our coop. So I actually put 
all of our chicken coops eventually on skids, uh, which is, you know, two four by fours or four by sixes or, you know, geez, you could use two by fours if you really wanted to, as long as you beef it up enough. Um, and, and I put our chicken coops on skids. Uh, that way I can hook the lawnmower up to it. We, we had a riding lawnmower and just drag it around to different parts of the yard and set up our chicken wire and or uh, four by two by four, two inch by four inch uh, fencing, uh, welded wire. That was the most common fencing we used. Chicken wire, just, you gotta have so many posts. It doesn't hang straight. Uh, it definitely has its place, but uh, we did not, we, we have not been using that. We've been using a two by four inch uh, welded wire. And another thing that's really nice about that 2x4 inch welded wire is the chickens can stick their head out of it and they eat the grass on the outside of the fence so you don't have to weed whip right up against the fence. Uh, I also throw grass clippings in with those guys uh, while, they're, while, they're, while they're in there. But uh, anyway, that is part of our coop design and, what, and the fencing we put around it. Uh, and you might ask, geez, you know, with four, four foot high fence, don't you have your chickens getting out all the time? Uh, yes, we would if we did not clip their wings. We do clip their wings. I will try to get a video of that on our YouTube channel. Uh, my wife is very good about it, you know, just once every few months or whatever. Uh, when they're young, you gotta do it more often. But as they get older, you don't have to do it quite as often. Uh, once every few months, what you do is, when you let the chickens out for the day or when you're putting them in at night, um, you just grab them and uh, take a scissors and clip off the feathers off their wings. It does not hurt them. Um, you put the feathers off of their wings, you just stretch their wing out, and just so they can't really get a whole lot of flight. You want to leave enough feathers on there, you know, so they can jump up into their perches and just get a little bit of loft out of the deal. But you want it so they can't fly up over your fences, because yeah, a chicken can fly pretty well if you if you let it, uh, especially real flighty ones like the white leghorns and that. Um, so anyway, that's what we've been doing there. Uh, our current chicken coop design—I don't know if you've been listening to previous podcasts or not—but I think it was a two-holer shitter, and uh, it's it's a uh, it's actually a pretty decent thing. We have a, a little door for when it's cold or raining or whatever so they can get in and out of that. That one's one foot by one foot. We have a big door but to be honest with you we usually just open the big door in the spring, fall, and summer and let the chickens do their thing. Uh, it's the one we have the egg basket inside this one. We are going to be putting it on the outside because we're going to be putting more birds in this coop and we just wanted more room for the birds. And I'll be making this egg basket so it's accessible by the outside and we don't have to go in there and bug the birds ever. Um, we're looking forward to this, that part of the coop design. The only part I don't like about this coop is the fact that the door goes all the way to the floor. Uh, it's good for cleaning it out and everything, but I'm more of a fan of those coops that are lifted a couple feet off the ground. They can go underneath it for shade, or you can put their feet under there when it's raining or whatever. I like those ones a little better. They just seem to, and, and every
everything is at about waist level uh, up to about eye level. So when you work on everything in there, it's, it's already up at your level. You don't have to do much with it. I mean, don't get me wrong, this coupe that we have now is great, but uh, I like the design features of a lifted up coupe better. Um, one thing that's good about this coupe that we have right now is that in the winter, there's not a floor getting super cold in it because it's all the way to the ground, uh, if that makes any sense. Uh, we did have another coupe that was really nice. What I did on the floor of that one, instead of using linoleum, is we put rubber roofing on the floor of it. And that seemed to work really well as well. Um, that one was the ultimate perch coupe. It was a six by six coupe with an added on egg basket onto the side of one foot egg baskets. Um, and I think that had, I'm, I'm pretty sure that had five or six because, you know, about one foot by one foot is what we try to make our egg baskets. I think that might have had six of them. Um, and the sides completely opened up on that one as well. And the floor was level where the door opened, you know, with no lips on it or anything. So we could clean that one out as well. That one was a really nice coupe. It was high up into the air. And it did not have a gambrel roof on it. It had a 12-12 pitch on it, which was really easy to do with the saw. And it uh, had a, it gave you a right angle on the roof, so all you had to do was set your saw at 45 degrees to make the rafters on it, and it was really good. Another thing that was really good about that is I made a, um, I engineered a uh, cross member in that truss uh, down a ways, and and you can also engineer cross members on the truss at the base of the, of, of the truss. I call it a truss, but it's really a rafter. Um, but that was really good perching for the birds. I mean, they you could have perched a ton of birds in that thing. I mean, they would go in there at night and there was all kinds of room left for birds to perch. Um, I don't know how well that would work in the winter if they're down on the floor of a 6x6 six six area, but it had a lot of square footage and it was really nice. So anyway, that's one coupe design that I would seriously consider doing again if I were ever to make another one. Which, uh, we're just adding on to, to the coupe we have now, but um, this this other coupe, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty decent. This other coupe that I made, it was, I don't know, I'll try to get some pictures uh, up on the YouTube channel. Um, or if you want anything emailed to you, coupe design or how we did it. Um, you, I would definitely email you pictures. That's not a problem. Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com if you ever want a chicken coop design or anything. Um, if you have deep enough pockets, hell, I'll build you one. Uh, but I don't have used lumber around right now to build anything out of, so I would have to buy brand new lumber. And I don't know if you've looked at lumber prices lately, but holy smokes, they're, uh, they're pretty high right now. But anyway... That's basic coop design. Another thing is we used to use a part of a barn. We just kind of fenced off with a bunch of chicken wire and an old horse stall. And then we gave them an access hole to go outside from there. You can use all kinds of different things. If you make a plywood box, you can use that. As long as you paint the top and the rain doesn't soak through, you'll be just fine. Um, you need ventilation in the thing, even in the winter. Yes, you do. 
you need ventilation. Um, you don't want it to get too cold. You might want to close it in a little bit more and make the ventilation minimal in the winter. But uh, yes, you do need it to vent. I, uh, one good thing about all these coops that we have been building and using is they all breathe really well. Um, that way, you know, when the hot, sticky summer days, you know, the, the breeze can get th through there if there is a breeze. They don't get too, uh, it doesn't get too stuffy in there. I just, I just wanted the chickens to be breathing good air. Um, uh, however, I will be a little bit uh, funny about this. I was, I was looking the other day for hatching eggs on Craigslist. It's just kind of a little thing I look for. Um, and one of these people that has hatching eggs wrote down that their chickens are watered with reverse osmosis water and their water is very clean every day and you know they, they wrote down all this stupid shit that they do to take care of their chickens I mean they're very pampered I mean don't get me wrong if you want to do this more power to you but when we've had chickens I've seen a guy come over and take a piss in the middle of the yard and the chickens drink it um, so that being said and I've also seen chickens drink more water out of mud puddles than the water I give them when it's been raining. Uh, they just, they just don't care. You know, they drink water. They don't care what it is. So anyway, that being said, that was just kind of a funny little thing that I saw in there that I really didn't give two shits about. Um, but anyway, if you have any questions, please, 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 please email me. Ziggy underscore 519 at If you have any insight on anything I have said, I would love, love, love to have you on the podcast. Please get a hold of me. Um, as, as always, I am really glad that you listened today. I thank you very much for taking time out of your day. I'm sorry this went on too long. Uh, way too long of a podcast. But uh, talk to you later and have a good one.